This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. This is Beverly Price with the Her Self-Expression Podcast, and I'm coming to you on this beautiful day with my guest, Kim Gross, and she will be speaking to us about the topic of fear, that ever-encompassing topic that runs through our lives. Kim is a certified rapid transformation therapy practitioner. What a mouthful. Over the course of her life, she has been on a path of spiritual and personal growth, in addition to seeking the larger meaning to life that many of us want to seek. Kim has spent years studying all types of wisdom teachers and hypnosis training. Kim's going to talk with us today about fear, such a powerful topic that can run through every aspect of our journey to empowerment. Hi, Kim. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much, Beverly, for having me today. We're so great to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I have been on a journey, a personal growth journey for over 25 years and a long time. My first entry point to personal growth was actually an Al-Anon meeting when I was in my early 20s. And even younger, like in my teens, I can always remember wanting to be a seeker. I was a seeker. I wanted more more and more growth. And so I have read tons of books. I've studied under so many different people. Brene Brown is on my dream team. Dr. Shafali <laughs> Sabari. I have all of these Tara Brock is on my dream team and just I was always so thirsty for more wisdom, more knowledge. And it's been hard. The journey's been difficult for the growth, but so worth it because now I'm in a place of being in a position to help others to travel that journey as well. And oh, I love that. I'm, Yeah, I just, right, we take our mess and we make it our message. And that's what I've done. I've taken my mess and I've made it my message. So now I love that. I love that. Yeah. And you know what? And I have spent a lifetime, a lifetime of living in fear. If I could say there's one thing that has really paralyzed me, it's been fear. You know, there are certain when people that... When did it start? When oh, did it start? It started... I mean, I want to say I was school age. I can remember going back to, like, being in school and second grade, third grade, so, like, seven, eight years old. I can remember so clearly being afraid to speak up and be seen in the classroom. And I don't really know, like, what actually 
precipitated that. I don't know if it was from watching and seeing classmates get in trouble for being loud or acting out and then the teacher yelled. But I was just always like the people pleaser, always gotcha. surveying my environment and just really playing small and staying invisible. That seems to be such a theme with all of us that have gone on that journey. Tell me more. So then it just carried on. Well, first of all, I'll have to say that when I was in fifth grade, so I was 10 years old, and my mom had to have one of those parent-teacher conferences. And my teacher said to my mom, you know, and, and prior to that, all my teachers were like, Kim's a pleasure to have in class, which means you know, in other words, AK, she doesn't speak up. She doesn't cause any problems. She's just really <laughs> quiet and invisible. She's a pleasure to have in class, you know. So when I was 10 years old, my mom had this conference with my teacher. And he said, I want to tell you that Kim is capable of so much more. She's not an average student. She can do so much more. And then all of a sudden, like my ears perked up. I was like, oh, okay, somebody's seeing me. I'm being seen here. And so that was a pivotal defining moment in my life because from there forward, I started performing. And then I started perfecting. And that performing oh. and that perfecting, because then I got, like whenever I would receive a paperback and I saw that A+, plus, I was like, oh, good job. Oh, great, excellent. Like it was that external validation that I so wanted and needed to be seen. And I was too fearful the rest of my time to speak up and just be me. I was like, oh, okay, this is now a mask that I can wear and be seen. That was, yeah, I like to think of it. I kind of think of it as there's, there's this hole in my soul and I look for everything out there to fill that hole in my soul. And whether it's attention, whether it's men, whether it's food, whether it's shopping, I look to all those things first before I look to what really can do something for me and fill that hole. I totally agree. And that's been my experience my whole life as well. And you mentioned food. Food was a journey, you know, filling my soul with eating sugar and and overeating. And then I just kept on doing that perfecting and perfecting and performing and pleasing and just getting all this validation. And I never learned the tools when I was a young child. How do I create that safety from within? How do I create that sense of inner worth, that sense of self from within? Well, you sure have had just an amazing journey are there any points in that that really stand out to you that affected most leading you on that journey from self-expression to self-empowerment? Any kind of key aha moments? I think for me, it was really becoming fully aware of this people pleaser. That was the biggest one that kept me from expressing my true self. And because at the core of that, the core of people pleasing is that I don't want, that I didn't want to be rejected. And as Brene Brown says, we are so wired 
for love and belonging. Like that's our wiring. And so if there's a yep. fear of rejection, because I might stand up and assert myself and be so bold to express who I truly am, if I have that fear going on, which I did for most of my life, I'm going to not use my voice. I'm going to people please. And I'm going to stay small. And it's just been through this continuous journey of going inward and inward and inward and healing my inner child and developing and creating the muscle to have the courage to speak up, use my voice and take care of me first. Like I spent my whole life believing that I had to be other focused, put other people ahead of myself. And when I was young, my mom would say, well, what, you know, what would Jesus do in this situation? You know, like be the good person all the time and put other people's needs first. So for me, that's what I grew up being conditioned to do. And I lost (laughs) myself. And then I was a stay at home mom for 23 years. So I gave up my teaching career because I was a teacher before. And I would have to say when I was teaching, I really did feel empowered. I did feel I expressed myself when I was in the classroom. And then my son will be 20. Oh, my son is 23 today. Today's his birthday. Oh, happy so, birthday. Yeah. So he's 23 and it was, it's been 23 years since I gave up my teaching career. And while I wouldn't change it for anything because I loved being home with my, well, let me, let me be honest and take my mask off. I didn't always love being (laughs) home. Let's be honest about that. I can really relate to that. (laughs) Right. I didn't love it, but I wouldn't trade it in for the world. I would not trade that in for the world. And at the same time, I lost myself. I lost myself in the role of caretaker of mom and still being the people pleaser. And then so when you talk about self-expression, I wasn't expressing myself. Right. Except except for little by little behind the scenes, I was doing this work on myself. You know, I knew that I wanted more. I knew my soul wanted to come forth and speak up and shine. It wanted to. I couldn't not not listen to my soul. So I just kept right. behind the scenes doing all this personal growth work and then healing myself. And now as my kids are leaving the nest and I'm really stepping into the full expression of who I am now. That's beautiful. Well, it seems like one of the things I think about is that our higher power, whomever you choose to call it, gave us fear as an instinct. And so there is a fear that is necessary that was given to us for survival, you know, fear of being eaten by a lion or fear of being hit by a car when you're standing in the middle of the road, those kinds of things. And there's this other kind of fear that really is insidious and gets in the way of our development. And I believe that these fears kind of fall into two categories. Fear of not getting something I want or fear of losing something that I already have is what do you think about that? 
Well, I do hear what you're saying about that. And I do want to say, too, I agree. If I can back up for a moment, I do agree about the fear that the instinct that God gave us with our limbic brain to, you know, protect ourselves from being attacked by the mountain lion and so on and so forth. Fast forward to modern day. If you're a woman and you're walking down a dark alley and you feel that you're being followed, you know, that fear is for survival. Right. The rest of the fear we have, in my opinion, is this perceived fear that either we're in one of two things. When that fear is really rearing its head for me, I'm either in the past or I'm in the future. Ooh. Oh, and that's I'm not a in very th- interesting point. Yeah. And I'm definitely not in the present moment. So when I come back to the present moment, oftentimes that fear can be alleviated. But if I'm in that what if thing in my mind, then I'm in the future. Right. What if this? What if that? And that even ties into what you just asked me, the fear of losing something. Well, what if I lose my child? What if I lose my husband? What if I lose my business? What if I lose my health? Something that I am afraid to lose, but it still is a what if. It's all future based. Exactly. Exactly. And we don't know if and when it'll happen. We don't know. All we have is this moment. All How we have many is- of us? How many of us women do you think really suffer from irrational or not irrational, but perceived fear? You know, there's and I'm sure everybody has moments of it. But how many do you think really suffer to the point that it's debilitating? I think so many way more than I think it's a good majority of us. I mentioned earlier that one of my teachers, my dream team teachers is Tara Brock, and she is a mindfulness teacher. She's very centered. She meditates all the time. And she has been doing this for 35 years. And she talks about how she can get into that place of that perceived fear. Wow. So it's not that we avoid So this is a lifelong journey. Yeah. A lifelong journey. And she says that all the time. So it's not about... And the other term that she uses that I love is attend and befriend. So when fear comes up, attend and befriend. So then, because it will always come up. It's not about avoiding it. It's not about escaping the fear. It's when it comes up, can you attend to it and befriend it, make friends with it? And she'll talk often in her talks about having tea, like Mara is, are those dark shadows. And so I would say, I see you, Mara. Let's have tea. I see you, fear. I see you. Let's have tea so that I integrate it and I befriend it and I'm not resisting it all the time. Right. I think um, when I think too of fear, sometimes I think that in order to to deal with it, I have to take a leap of faith. I -hmm. have to be blind. And I I think of the visual because I'm a very visual person and I take visual pictures. I think of standing on the dock of at a lake and there is intense fog all the way around. And behind me, the 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 walkway leading up to the dock is on fire and it's coming closer and closer. And so I've got the decision to make 
do I want to step out in the total unknown where I don't know what's going to happen? Or do I want to turn to the familiar, which is in the fire? And that's how I have visualized fear. And to me, the solution has been just blind faith and, and believing that there's something better on the other side. What do you think that all of us that have perceived fears, what can we do about them? I love that. I love that visual that you just gave. And first, I want to say, so I am a rapid transformational therapy practitioner, which is doing hypnosis. And I've learned from Marissa Peer. I was trained by Marissa Peer, and she's well renowned for her RTT practice. And what she says all the time is okay. that we, we are wired, again, our wiring is to stay with what is familiar rather than what is unfamiliar. So your Absolutely. analogy of what you just described, it's more familiar to go back to the fire rather than it is to jump off the dock into the water with all the fog. Yeah. Right. And that's our wiring. Yep. That's our limbic brain wiring. So what can we do? It is about cultivating and building a muscle that when that fear comes up, that we, it is just really taking that leap of faith and you do it once. The, and again, the fear won't go away. The fear will always come up. Right. You just take the leap of faith. You push through your comfort zone and you take the risk and you just keep on doing it. For example, I just recently posted, well, I did two things. I went on TikTok. So that was going way outside my comfort zone. I could have stayed back <laughs> without fire or I could You're jump. stepping out more than me. <laughs> I'm doing TikTok. And I also put a video on Facebook where, so I say in air quotes, I came out in front of my family and friends and high school people, but not in the sense to say that I was gay. I came out in the sense that I was no longer going to hide behind a mask, that I was allowing my family, my friends and high school people and neighbors to know who I truly am. And I told them that I'm doing a masks off podcast. I'm doing these videos and that video. And the fear, the perceived fear was that if they know me, like really know me, they're going to think I'm an alien. They're going to think I'm yep. weird for the way that I think, the way that I speak. And so my nature was, my wiring in my brain was to go back to the fire because that's familiar and just hide, bury my head in the sand or jump off the dock yep. and do it. And that's what I did. And it was so uncomfortable, Beverly, so uncomfortable. I had so much fear. Oh, I'm sure. But I did it. But you I'm so proud through. of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And, I'm, and to answer your question, I, just, I think that's what we have to just keep doing is pushing through and pushing through. Okay. So if, if we kind of reflect back on what we've talked about with this journey, if you had to give advice to women who, who now recognize they have irrational or perceived fear, sorry, I keep using that word irrational and it's really perceived. Um, what, what advice, what three things would you tell them 
that they can start doing so that they can deal with this? Because I don't I think, think we necessarily eliminate it, but right. what can we do to deal with it in our lives? So I want to say, first of all, it is a journey. It's a journey mm -hmm. it's, and it's progress, not perfection. This didn't happen for me overnight. Me getting to that point of being able to jump off the dock and go on TikTok and make yep. that video. If I were to try to do that probably five years ago, two years ago, no way. So it's been yeah. this journey of cultivating inner strength, inner resiliency, healing myself and getting to where I am. That's why I started the interview with I've been doing this work for over 20 years. So we had to start somewhere. If I were to break right. it, if I were to break it down to like three things that someone could do. I would first say to what I also said earlier was to cultivate a practice of coming back to the present moment. When you feel that you have yes. that perceived fear, check in with yourself. Is this because of a past pattern that I have had and it's showing up now and that's why I'm feeling fear? Or am I in the future and I'm what a thing? I'm catastrophizing and I'm way into the future. If so, then you come back to the present moment. Well, how do you develop that? So that is like going to the gym. If you want to have strong abs, you have to do the ab exercises every day yeah. in order to have them. If you want to be more mindful and more in the present moment, you have to cultivate that and build that muscle, which involves meditation, like on the mat, like just kind of everyday practicing and it's about noticing, oh, there go my, there goes my thoughts. They're my right. again, perceived. I almost use the word irrational too, because it just seems like that's, <laughs> the but it's not irrational because here's the thing. Our fears, they feel re real to us. They exactly. feel real. Even if they're not true, they feel it. So it's not irrational. It feels so real. Like, oh my God, it feels so real. So but it's coming back to that present moment. Okay. So it's one, check if you're the past or the present. Two, develop the muscle of becoming in the present moment. And then the other thing is what I do is I remind myself that I cannot control people, places, and things. Yes. I can only control myself. And so then That's I just beautiful. Focus focus on what I can control and how I can respond to whatever is happening in the moment. And I just really want to underscore that the thing that has helped me the most lately in my growth is that I can only change my behavior and how I show up in the present moment. In the present moment, if there's something that I want to be different, I can't think about, oh, I'll do it next week or when this happens then. I have to be able yes, to change it, do it now. In the present moment now. Oh, that's that's so exciting. I I feel very inspired to to really do some meditation and take a look at my fears. One last question that I'm starting to ask all of my guests as we wrap things up. What does self-expression mean to you? That one is like it's so easy for me to answer that. And it gives me chills when I think about it because, and it makes me emotional because I have spent so much 
of my life playing small and not using my voice and not being seen and not being heard, that for me, self-expression is showing up in the world fully as I am, imperfectly using my voice and being authentic, being real, and also just taking 100% responsibility for my life and creating the life the way that I want to create it. Oh, wow. Well, you sure have inspired me today. That is beautiful. And what an incredible journey you've been on. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Beverly. I enjoyed it as well. I've loved hearing about Kim's thoughts on fear and particularly what to do about it and how now she's so empowered after a long, hard journey. To get to the place that Kim has, we need strength against fear on the inside and out. Kim's points help build strength for us on our journey to empowerment. And I believe we need both outside and inside development to completely come together to make the journey to self-empowerment fulfilling. Sisters, thank you for being with Kim and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I hope that you can see the direct connection between dealing with your fears and empowerment. I love connecting you with women that can strengthen these connections. Kim, I forgot to ask you, how can our listeners find you? So they can just go to my website, unlockyourmind.com, find me on Facebook, okay. and I'm on TikTok now. So at, at PeteGross13 is my TikTok, so certainly they can find <laughs> me there and just message me on Facebook if they want to chat. That's awesome. And sisters, to gain support for your personal journey, join me at the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood Facebook group to find more about self-empowerment on the inside and out. Don't forget to invite your friends too. Please look for our future episodes of this podcast released every week. Stay tuned for our next episode where you'll get more knowledge for your own journey to self-empowerment. And most of all, remember that you don't have to go it alone. I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.